This is another Poets at War General Report. And here's your General, Joshua David Ling. Hey, hey, everybody, back again. This time, we're going to be talking about uh, Understanding as Love, and particularly the song Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> I know, kind of an odd, you know, transitory uh, topic compared to what we've been talking about lately. But uh, we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. Please uh, like and subscribe if you haven't already, uh, but particularly you know, know that you will actually be getting something from it. You'll be getting Poets at War twice a week, generals, reports, and conversations with artists when I have them. If you've not checked out the archive, go check it out. And please, share this content with folks. We need more of this stuff going around. I just spoke with my mom on the phone and the uh, illiteracy, you know, not insulting anybody. It's not anybody's fault. It's our system's fault for not educating people, right? Um, but there is so much illiteracy, especially especially in the area of fairy tales and fantasy literature and things of that nature. So uh, you want more of that? You can subscribe and we'll talk more. Theology, etc. Lots of fun stuff. So today we're going to be getting into uh, the topic of understanding as a form of love. Uh, and also Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Odd, but I'll, I'll tie them together for you. So... Uh, there's this song. We might as well start with the song, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, it is one of my favorite songs of all time from a songwriting perspective. I think the performance is good too, and there's lots of great covers of it. Um, it's a kind of 6 8 uh, soft rock sort of a feel if you've never heard it. Uh, you should if you haven't. Go look it up. Um, it was created by. Uh, John Resnick, I think the guy's last name is, of the Goo Goo Dolls, and he hit a really hard snag in his life where he had a really hard time writing anything good, and um, he had a really hard time just uh, feeling like, am I going to continue to be a musician? He got a deal with his band for um, uh, doing a song for a movie called City of Angels. It's not a great movie. <laughs> it's a Nicolas Cage uh, romantic drama very weird. Um, and it is also just, uh, and this is back when Nicolas Cage was weirdly considered a leading man kind of actor outside of something like National Treasure. Um, no, nothing against him. He's just very specific in the kind of films he excels in. Um, but he did this, uh, John, John Resnick and the Goo Goo Dolls, they did this song. He wrote it really, really quickly. And uh, it became one of their biggest hits ever. Uh, one of the best things you can see is their performance of this in the rain. Uh, just look up Iris in the rain and you'll find it. And they, they, they had a huge outdoor festival and thousands of people were just screaming the lyrics. It's just this beautiful piece of rock and roll Americana. You really should check out sometime. Um, but uh, yeah, just look up Iris Goo Goo Dolls Rain and you'll find it. Um, yeah, so they, the song itself, we're going to go through some of the lyrics here. Um, I might as well start first verse and I'd give up forever to touch you because I know that you feel me somehow. Now, you know, there's lots of meanings. He's being purposefully, uh, vague and homogenous in the lyrics. And I think that works to the benefit of the song actually. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so I give up forever to touch you because I know that you feel me. You feel me somehow. You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be, and I don't want to go home right now. So this person feels like they're kind of in limbo in their loneliness, right? Um, obviously, you're not taking your theology from pop song lyrics, so just cool it, cool it, uh, my 1689ers and my 1646 people, you know, the people who particularly doctrinally, eh, my radar is going off, just go with the lyrics. You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be, and I don't want to go home right now, because all I can taste is this moment. And all I can breathe is your life. So when sooner or later it's over, I just don't want to miss you tonight. That's the end of verse one. And it shows this supreme loneliness of our main character, right? He feels very, very much alone in the world. And all that he can really experience at this point because of how numb he's become is the friendship that he's found with this one person this one special person who is very obviously you know uh of the opposite sex of very strong you know feelings etc uh, uh physical and emotional ties and that kind of love is intoxicating and so this is this this intoxicating love is actually breathing life back into our main character here and he sings the chorus and i don't want the world to see me because i don't think that they'd understand when everything's made to be broken i just want you to know who i am now there's a lot of sides to that a lot of different directions that we can go and that's an iconic iconic chorus some of you may not have looked up the song and may have not recognized it from the first verse but you know it probably by the chorus by now and he says i don't want the world to see me so this person is trying to become reclusive he's drawing back from the world into himself right i don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'd understand, right? I don't think that they'd understand. Now, let me be clear. I don't think John Resnick thought of all this stuff that I'm telling you and teaching you. That's that's beside the point. I'm trying to make a point through this song, okay? So I'm not, I'm not saying anything about John Resnick one way or the other. Uh, he's not this topic of discussion, so just keep that in mind. Because I don't think that they'd understand, they being at least in the movie and in i think the lyrics pretty clearly society because i don't think the general public will understand i don't want them to see me because i don't think that they'd understand when everything's made to be broken i just want you to know who i am so they feel the crushing weight of sin in this world the brokenness that is all around us when everything is made to be broken. Now, I don't want you to see me because I know I'm broken. I know this whole world is broken, but y'all are keeping up the act and seemingly pretty happy about it. So I, I don't want you to have to deal with my crushing depression, right? When everything's made to be broken, what does he want? What does this character ultimately want? I just want you to know who I am. Now, 
a Calvinist would be quick to uh, uh, perk up and say, rightly so, this is a pride thing. And it actually is. You're proud, not necessarily of your brokenness, but of the thing that you are still trying to grasp within yourself and within your own identity that you want to share with the world. And yeah, that's a pride thing. That's a problem. That's part of the reason this person is crushed, because they feel they're supposed to be something else than the broken thing that they currently are. Transgenderism, you know, all these sorts of things that exist in our world where people feel completely detached from reality because of how broken they've become, right? And when I said broken, I'm not trying to give it some generic term. I mean actually twisted and cracked and viscerally hurt by sin. Right. And so when a person does this, they become, you know, in themselves and they just want you to know who they are. There's two ways this can kind of go. One, uh, baby, it's just me. Right. This is this is who I am. And I'm dang proud of the weird, crazy wackadoo that I am. Which a lot of people think that's what I do. Mm, it's a little different. <laughs> I'm mostly trying to garner attention with the weird clothes and other sorts of things so that I can talk to you about things of this nature. Um, but there are people who flaunt their weirdness in a way that is unhealthy and ridiculous. And should be scorned, quite frankly. That doesn't mean we're scorning them in that deep specific place that they know is good and right and true they know that humanity uh was at one time good and one of the ways that we know that is through the very imperfect light of childhood right oh when you were a kid things are great dad and mom took care of everything the world seemed way less huge you were sheltered from all the insanity and i think a lot of people never grow up they never realized that they were being trained this entire time to be knights and dames fighting the dragons. Yet we were told that through so many stories. So that, that's, that's one side of this thing. The other side is when everything's made to be broken, I just want you to know who I am. I want you to know me. I want you to love me the biblical form of the word right no to know means to love to have intimate knowledge of that doesn't necessarily mean physical we're not just going there and 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 that's really a side thing anyway at this point we're talking about the true depthy love that a um a brother can have with a brother or a husband with a wife this is a friend who sticks closer than a brother right this isn't a homosexual thing this isn't something uh, necessarily even marriage, but it can be a husband and a wife who are best friends, who are very close and intimately knowledgeable about one another and who they are on the inside, their brokenness, their correctness, their sanctification if they're Christians, right? All these sorts of things. And so the idea of understanding where someone else is coming from on any given topic is a form of love that is not 
much talked about. You know, we got our forms of love, our Greek thing, you know, agape and phileo and all these other forms. I'm not even talking about that. I'm saying, quite frankly, one of the best ways that you can love a, a, a fellow, your fellow man is to seek to understand their perspective. That doesn't mean you have to agree with it by any stretch. It's not about agreeing or tolerating. Don't swallow that lie. But actually taking the time to weed past the brokenness. Right? To get past that broken longing or that proud, braggadocious sinfulness to what is really what has really broken them. Right? I'm not saying you do this with everybody you meet. <laughs> but when you have the opportunity and someone's giving you the opportunity to speak deeper into their life, you should. Because it's an opportunity. And this is this is the thing that really separates the sort of door-to-door Bible Belt evangelism and someone who is... Uh, and it even separates it from the Tim Keller, you know, kind of the uh, faithful, wit- whatever he calls it, faithful witness kind of a thing. Like, we're not just sitting there standing by waiting to give answers. And we're also not going door to door saying, oh, I'm going to talk about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No, we're constantly meeting with them day to day at regular places of work and business and whatever. We're crossing paths with these people regularly. And when we hear... My girlfriend left me and I'm just really not doing very well. You know, I've got this surgery coming up and I really don't think that I'm going to have enough money to take care of it. Just being that listening ear to what is going on in their life, seeking to actually comprehend it. And then offering the joy and grace of the gospel, the ultimate hope that is within you. That is true evangelism. And so with all that being said, go listen to Iris. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful, beautiful song. And if you're feeling that kind of longing, uh, it's right over there. (laughs) Text me. Text me. You can call me if you want to. I'll try to be that listening ear for you. I can't do it for everybody, but I'll do my best. I just want to hear from you. I want to be that listening ear. Because, you know, I've had only a few in my life. And thanks to them, I'm not as broken as I sh- should be. With all that, I'll be... With uh, blah, blah, words! With all that being said, <laughs> that's all, folks. Be your family's bard. Do not turn to the right or to the left. And the Lord will be with you wherever you go. Join us next time in the trenches on Poets at War. Go! Songs